Blog Talk Radio. Listen to their struggles as they turn them into triumphs. In a city full of challenges, they only search for victory, and nothing will hold them back. These are their stories, so sit back, relax, and welcome to their city. Wrestle City Radio. Hello folks, welcome to another edition of Russell City Radio in the special edition time of 5.30 when we're usually on the air at 7 p.m. Of course, I am your host, George Alonzo. I want to welcome everyone, new, old, um, uh, existing listeners uh, of Russell City Radio. I appreciate you guys tuning in at this early time. I know you guys are probably on your way to work, uh, from work, or on the way to work if you work at retail. Uh, also, you know, or maybe doing some personal things at this time. But we thank you all for tuning in on this very special edition, and what a treat we have for you on this very special edition. But aside from that, uh, before I continue talking about this today's episode, I want to introduce you my late cohort. He just punched in over there. I saw you punch in with your card, time card over there. Hey, uh, of course, I had cases to do. I had cases to do. Hey. I'm planned for 6 p.m. every week, and you tell me, oh, we have to do this five. I have important things to do, but today's guest is just worth it. So, ladies and gentlemen, he doesn't need to announce me. I'll announce myself. I am the reason you watch this show, because I'm just better than him. I am the wall, Ray Ramundo. You're welcome. Anyway, guys, uh, you know, he. Uh, I usually don't agree with Ray Ramundo when it comes to certain things, but I definitely agree with him on this. Today is so worth it because today we have practically one of the biggest guests to ever come across here on Russell City Radio, if not the biggest. Of course, when I speak of the biggest and the best, I'm talking about a living legend. He's going to be on our show here today in just about 20 minutes. We're talking about none other than the living legend himself and WWE Hall of Famer Larry Zbysko will be on the line here with us today. Uh, you, Ray, I'm assuming you're extremely excited about this. This was a guy that basically obstructed his own kind of law, you know, inside the squared circle when people will get in the ring with him to challenge him. He will basically turn people into pretzels. Uh, inside the ring with his technical know-how, and of course you uh, turn people into pretzels in the courtroom. But but anyway, Ray, uh, you know what what do you think about this? To me, it's an honor just to be able to say I get to speak with the man, a guy that my father, my grandfather watched, and now to say I get to interview him, and it's truly an honor. That's awesome. So guys. Of course, we will be speaking to the living legend himself, Larry Zabisco, in about 20 minutes. But, of course, we do have other great topics to um, to speak with you guys about. Uh, you know, for those who are brand new listening to Russell City Radio, we, of course, we offer our unfiltered, open and honest opinions about the world of professional wrestling. Uh, of course, Ray Ramundo working with some great organizations up in New York. Uh, he's part of the business. And now me, I'm starting to re-enter myself into the business by being the contact person for Sweetwater Wrestling, which is an event happening here in Sweetwater, Florida, on December the 9th. That's free for the public. Uh, so basically, um, 
with that being yeah, with that being said, you know, like I said, we are both very we are not established veterans. We are not established uh, you know, people that that know it, know our know-how per se. That we but I will tell you this much, respect our opinion with a grain of salt because of course we respect everyone else's. Well, at least I do. Ray Ramundo, unless it's his opinion, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and there's know. that laugh and you know it <laughs> anyway so guys basically with that being said you know let's go ahead and start talking about one thing uh of course the one thing circling all over the the internet per se and this gonna hit right at home for you ray ramundo because you're a big fan of the bullet club it's what's going on with this twitter war right now between of course roman reigns and cody rhodes they've been going at each other ever since cody first tweeted I am the biggest draw in professional wrestling today. And then Roman Reigns, of course, responding with, unless you fill up a house with over $100,000, then you're just talking gibberish to then Cody responding to that by saying, hey, your tactical vest is only uh, covering up for your failed drug tests. So by all means, this is a very... Shots fired. Shots were fired by the bullet club. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, we can uh, discuss how much uh, at Global Wars Chicago at Ring of Honor that they continue to shoot uh, shoot, uh, shoot those bullets, uh, no pun intended, to the WWE, including showing the new gesture for the Bullet Club, the, the one suite. Uh, so basically, you know, this is an ongoing situation right now between the Bullet Club and the WWE. Um, Roman Reigns, uh, well, a lot of people blame Vince McMahon by being the first person to shoot the bullet first by, like, getting into a business that wasn't his own, but technically it was because the Bullet Club is using a gesture that's owned by the WWE and, and so on and it so forth. But a lot- it was something that was created so many years ago. So it's like it doesn't make sense that they have the right to give it a, a cease and desist. Well, it like that's but that's what I'm saying. Like it, it's a ongoing situation that a lot of people are blaming. You know, so many parties in this situation. Whether they're blaming Vince, they're blaming Cody. They're even making memes by saying that Cody first said that he doesn't need the WWE, but then again, that's all he talks about. You know, it, it's like it's a huge cluster F. You know, and and it's it's pointing fingers at a lot, but right now the one main focus has even left the Young Bucks with their cease and desist is now being more focused on the Roman Reigns Cody Rhodes fiasco. Uh, and I have to say, like, just like almost every legend would probably said, why aren't you not saving that for the ring? Now, mind you, a lot of people are probably saying, oh, it's never going to happen because Cody's in ROH, Roman's in WWE, Cody's with the Bullet Club, Roman is with the Shield. You know, they're all doing their own thing. It's highly impossible that's ever going to happen. But listen, that is money. (laughs) Okay, that is money, especially because of what's happening on Twitter. Yes, social media has become a thing in professional wrestling today where basically a lot of things are being promoted, a lot of promos are being used. But I feel like if this was a WWE thing or even if it was somewhere where it could be worked out of, you know, ROH or Bullet Club versus WWE, you know, which is highly unlikely. But basically, if something were to work out, it would have been money in the plates for everybody, including Cody, Roman, WWE, and Ring of Honor. So personally, I'm going to side with, you know, I'm going to side with everyone here and say, I wish that they would just leave the drama off of social media and take it to the ring and make everybody money. And at the same time, the fans will win because they get to watch it. Uh, What's your take, Ray? I'm going to go the Mid-South motto. I know Larry uh, Larry Zabisco is going to love that. I'm going to go with the territorial motto. They're making money just by making this an actual feud that can never happen. Because now fans are buying into it. Fans are going nuts. And it's not even there. There was always a saying, the best words are the ones that you're going to think can never happen. Because now fans are thinking, no, this match can never happen. They're going to buy into it, though. And that's the beauty of it. They didn't have to throw one punch, and they're all making profit out of it. 
would we love to see it happen one day? Of course, we're going to want to see Bullet Club one day make it in and not even be a part of the WWE, but still get that one match. It's something that's like we can only dream of, but hopefully one day. I still want to see the Elite versus New Day. That's my dream match right there. But imagine <laughs> well, it, the Shield, it happens every year. You know, everything, it's like we want to see. No, no, I'm not talking about gaming. I'm talking about an actual match. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the, the good thing about all, uh, the good thing about that situation, though, and I have to put some positivity in this. No pun intended there either. But basically, the positive part of of that is is that Bullet Club or the Elite per se and the New Day do not hate each other. As a matter of fact, they're all friends. You know, and. And by and Xavier Woods has done that on record plenty of times when it comes to his friendship with Kenny Omega. But in this case, where Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes, you cannot say the same thing. <laughs> they hate no, each this other. This is really turning into, no pun intended again, but this is bullets being thrown. This is a shoot because Roman is still being seen as, Cody doesn't have the same respect as he does for Zena. John Zena is known as the boy, the million dollar boy. He's Vince's like prized possession, but Cody respects what John Zena has done for the company and everything. Now, if Roman, it really is a here, take the ball and run. So Cody's not going to respect that because he's still pissed that him being such in a prized possession, but they give him nothing. And it's a son of fucking, sorry for my language, but of Dusty Rhodes. It's like, what the hell? So I can, well, I'm yeah, gonna have to like, agree, I'm gonna have to side. Ironically, I I'm gonna have to side with the fans on this one. I'm not siding with the Bullet Club. I'm not siding with WWE. I'm siding with the fans. The fans are just loving the idea of this happening. So let's see what happens. So let me ask you something, Ray. Hypothetically, hypothetically, let's say that one day it does happen. Of course, Roman Reigns or his Cody Rhodes, whether it's an interpromotional situation or because Cody got signed or because by, by the grace of God or by all means, Roman Reigns left the WWE. You know, wh- whatever be the case, let's say Roman and Cody does happen. Who would you have winning that match? I would say if this is Cody still in both club and Roman just as, Roman Reigns, I gotta say Roman. I would. Okay, I would so your money's on. Fans are gonna hate. Fans would hate me for saying this, but my my money would be on Roman just for this. Dusty Rhodes is known to give the best promos, but at the end of the day, he would have the best match. Nine times out of ten, though, he wouldn't go over. I feel Cody would more want to tell the story than the pride of, you know what? I have to go over. You know what? No, I'm gonna give it to Roman. We told the story. We'll have a great match. Melter will still probably give it two stars because it's Roman Reigns. But it's going to be an awesome match. I think Roman would have to go over. What about you, George? In Fantasyland. Who would I book to win Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes? You know, as much as I don't... You know, they're both. Let me just say something. You said it perfectly well. Fantasyland. So let's not take this, you know, by saying, "Hey, this is really going to happen." This is just fantasy in both you and my head. But personally, let's just admit something. I believe that Roman Reigns will become the winner of that match, not because of style or anything, but just because Roman Reigns probably has more of the draw than Cody does. And I'm not uh, trying to diss Cody and listen, listen, I'm not trying to diss Cody in any way. Cody, the whole entire Rhodes family, okay, are very famous. They have their they their resume, you don't have to explain the resume because a lot of name Rhodes says it all. Okay? But when you think about it, when you put Cody and and Roman in the same ring together, the first thing you're wondering is Who's the most controversial star in wrestling today? John Cena's on his way out as the most controversial star. Now it's Roman Reigns. You you want to hate to admit it, but it's true. And 
thunder, and there's always a saying in the wrestling business, and Eric Bischoff said it right, controversy sells. So with that being said, I feel like Roman Reigns, I feel like has that, will have that power to go over on Cody to be booked as the winner just because of the, the you know, of the, uh, the draw. But if you if you put this on talent alone, of course, Cody. But sometimes these days you're not just booked on talent alone. Yeah, you have to always separate the story. And like we said, we're both somewhat in the business right now. We're both seeing how fans react. And at the end of the day, it's not always about who the fans most are invested in. It's more on what's going to make the most talked about match. So Roman going if Cody goes over, it's a Bullet Club win. If Roman goes over, it's oh my God, Roman's actually the Roman Empire can go out of just the WWE. So, but that's, that's what I'm saying. That hopefully, but one that's, day can happen. Well, that, but that's what I was saying, Ray. Because if Cody wins, then the fans are happy. The fans are going to be like, okay, that's who we expected to win because that's who we are supporting. But if Roman wins then that builds that controversy that Roman has had since, you know, since WrestleMania. So since he beat The Undertaker, think about it. Like, he was the one guy that's had the most, you know, hate ever since. Yeah, people want to kill Roman Reigns. (laughs) It's not even, luckily, it's not, to use the term from the business, it's not X-Pac hate. It's not that bad. But it's still, it's getting there that the fans are, like, generally not getting him over. Luckily, now with the Shield, that's going to be something that puts them over the edge. And hopefully, if we all plan it correctly, the heel turn comes too. But let's see what happens. Well, yeah, you said it right there, my friends. Uh, But, (laughs) again, uh, so that's my take on that situation. Uh, of course, we have other two topics to speak on here today. And, of course, the other one is, of course, uh, of Bubba Ray Dudley's retirement. He announced his retirement at Global Wars Chicago. After 26 years of being an active pro wrestler, Bubba Ray Dudley has officially mentioned that he is retiring in this business, or at least we hope is maybe him just trolling us again. But basically, uh, Bubba has announced his retirement. The reason why is due to the severe concussion, kind of like the same situation as uh, as Daniel Bryan, uh, ever, after he took a very stiff table shot to the head uh, from Jay Briscoe. Uh, and, of course, uh, that led to a very severe concussion where it scared Bubba, and well, not scared, but it kind of got him worried. And basically made him think about retirement early. And after 26 years, uh, Bubba Ray has officially announced his retirement from the professional wrestling business. Now, if this is true, and this is not a trolling attempt, if this is true, I want to say thank you so very much for your time in the ring, Bubba. Uh, I've been a big fan of your work since you did the stuttering gimmick in ECW. uh, And all the way to your breakout match with Taz one-on-one uh, that made you a bloody, well, made Taz a bloody mess in by far one of the my favorite ECW matches of all time, Bubba Ray Dudley versus, uh, of course, Taz for the ECW World Heavyweight title. And then all the way to WWE, all the way to New Japan, all the way to now Ring of Honor and TNA uh, when he uh, constructed uh, Bully Ray. So, Bubba, I thank you very, very much for your time in the ring. And, you know, I will never, ever forget the time you gave us all as fans. And I will always be grateful for that. To me, so, my, I'm like speechless right now, George, because I, I don't know if I told you the story. I got to see Devon's last match at House of Glory. I would believe it's a, like four months ago, five months ago now. Devon officially retired from the ring at House of Glory. It was the Dudleys versus the Hardys versus what you know now as LAX, UIFBO, and a local New York team of the private party. 
seeing that, I teared up hearing Devon's speech. And last night, when it was when it was broke that Bubba was retiring, I saw the video. I felt the same feeling because both of them being New York boys, and it's like they were one of the teams I grew up on. Seeing them, the Hardys, Edge and Christian. Sorry, I got emotional again. It was so sad to no, think. Again, it's ending, and it's like it's sad to say that he's ending. He's leaving the ring so young, but at the same time, I'm glad he's leaving on his own terms. It's not a wheelchair. It's not seizures. It's not anything that could be worse. It's something that at least he's able to walk out and get us that thank you, Bubba. So. And I couldn't disagree with uh, disagree with you, even if I wanted to. Uh, so basically, <laughs> I a hundred I a hundred percent agree with what you just mentioned. Um, you know, from beginning to end, you you hit the nail on the coffin on that one. Uh, as far as even him retiring on his own terms, that I feel like that's the one thing that every wrestler would ever want to do uh, before they did anything. You know, as far as like uh, retiring or or like wanting to leave the business, they always will want to leave on their terms. That's why, you know, Daniel Bryan to this day is saying, Hey, you know, I wish I had my own term. Can you blame the guy? Definitely not. But what I'm saying is that, you know, it's a case where as, you know, Bubba Ray was able to decide on his own, Hey, this is the time that I need to hang the boots, you know, before something gets worse. And I have to say, you know, again, I said it already, but I have to say thank you so very much to Bubba Ray Dudley for what he's done for this business. And, of course, everything else that he made me a fan of because we have to, you know, remember, like, Bubba Ray, yes, a lot of people will say, oh, he's no one compared to some legends. But Bubba Ray made us believe in the Dudleys. Because if I if I recall one thing, like yes, Devon was also a very strong part of the 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 Dudleys. I'm not gonna say he wasn't, but Bubba really made people hate, and that's what I loved. I really really loved that. And as a fan, I really enjoyed my time watching that because one of the things that you just love to watch is either you want to cheer or you want to boo. And I always want to say, every time I left the movie, you know, Ray, I'm going to mention this. And by the way, we have the living legend on hold. So let me just say this real quick. Uh, Basically the one thing that I always love doing when I go to the movies is notice the villain, notice the villain in the movies. And I will never forget the Patriot, the movie, the Patriot with Mel Gibson. When (laughs) I left when I left the theater that day, I cannot stop talking about how much of an asshole the villain was in that movie. He killed Mel Gibson's entire family, including the kids. And that is what Bubba Ray reminded me of. Not the fact that he'll kill kids and stuff like that, but every time you watched ECW or you were at an ECW venue or you watched Bubba Ray's product, whether it was in TNA, WWE or anything, you walked out by saying, God dang, that was a villain. <laughs> and, and that's what, it, and that goes yeah, for Triple H too. I definitely H2. see where you're going. I see where you're going with that, George. I definitely was one. I remember seeing him live and it's like, yeah, you want to kill bully. It's like, he really is a bully. <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly, exactly. So, guys, uh, you know, it's now time for I, to me, to release the mute button on the living legend himself. Ray, are you ready for this? Oh, my God. I was born ready, George. <laughs> you, 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 your, your, sil- your silence says it all. Guys, let's go ahead and welcome, of course, our special guest in this special edition of Russell City Radio. I want to welcome the living legend and the WWE Hall of Famer, Larry Zabisco. Mr. Zabisco, are you there? Yeah, yes, I'm here, buddy. I've been listening to you for the last five minutes. <laughs> Thank you so you very much me? for that, Mr. Zabisco. Oh, yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear us? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing good. I'm I'm still on a razor phone. Oh, wow. you're still on a razor phone? Yeah, I refuse to move up. That's <laughs> commitment right there. 
<laughs> I remember those things. Uh, how how you been, Mr. Sabisco? Let's... Well, you know what, buddy? I've been great. Um, Larry Land is doing good. You know, I'm kind of the uh, cycle of my life here where Larry One Kenobi looks out over the world and watches the show as humanity loses its mind and having a good old time. <laughs> well, as from what I understand, let me do this plug real quick for my friends down here in South Florida. I hear that you have been booked for a show down here for Brainbuster Pro uh, in January, and where you'll be uh, doing a special meet and greet uh, at the event. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, very little, because <laughs> I really don't know what it is. <laughs> Just a, a friend of mine, a guy I've known for a long time, asked me if I'd, uh, you know, come down and do one. So I said, okay, I'll go do it. It's a you know, couple-hour drive. So one, one, once in a blue moon, I don't mind getting out of the house, taking a little trip. Uh, Meet some fans. So, but, yeah, I don't know um, if it's a show or not. I'm just doing a signing meet-and-greet thing. and Ah, uh, would, would you ever uh, put on the the boots to turn someone into a pretzel again at that show, uh, Larry? <laughs> no, I'm done with the boots. I don't even have boots. I gave them to my kid. <laughs> uh, the last I've seen of the boots. So no more Larry in the ring. No, 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 I'm done. You know what? I've been lucky, man. I got no uh, artificial parts. I feel good. I don't need any surgeries. I never get sick. Nothing hurts. And, you know, so I'm not pressing my luck now. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's perfect. It was just like so, what we were talking about. Larry got to walk out on his own terms, so it's perfect. Yeah, it we're just like we're talking great. about, George. <laughs> awesome. So uh, I've been lucky so Larry. keeping it that way. Yes. So, Larry, my my first question, boss, uh, you being the living legend, my friend, you know, of course, we spoke of an opinion about the whole situation that's going on right now with WWE, the New Japan Bullets Club, you know, with the Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns fiasco. Uh, we were talking about that a little bit before you came on. I don't know if you were able to catch that while we uh, we were on the air. No, but you know basically, what? I didn't, I didn't hear any of that, and I don't know anything about it. <laughs> A fiasco. What's a fiasco? <laughs> yeah, basically what's going on is that they're both shooting each other on Twitter, on social media. Like oh, uh, Cody's... Yeah, fi- social media. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So basically Roman is saying, that, like Cody was quoting uh, that he was basically the biggest draw in pro wrestling today. And then, of course, uh, Roman Reigns shot back by saying, unless you're drawing over 100,000 people into a venue, then you are not the biggest draw in wrestling. And then, of course, Cody shoots back by saying, hey, your your tactical vest is just covering up for your failed drug tests. You know, we, me and Ray, me and Ray, we were talking about how this would have been perfect for money because – as Eric Bischoff used to say, controversy sells. I just wanted to get your opinion on this. Well, you know what? My, my opinion is still, I'm an old school guy. And uh, the way I look at it is, I, I wouldn't say anything about it in public because I don't want the public to know what's going on in my business. You know, I think the public yeah. has more fun if they don't know what's going on. But I mean, I mean, I wouldn't do anything personal on the internet. I mean, I mean, it seems like every other week, you know, there's some idiot in the nude doing something, and some you know, ex-boyfriend or girlfriend releases these pictures, and then there's this, and then they say this about each other. It's just like a bunch of crybabies on these silly internet things. I don't know. I I can't take it. That's why I still have a razor phone. <laughs> and I don't do Facebook. I don't do tweets. I mean, who would ever think a manly thing? Can you see John Wayne doing a tweet? 
<laughs> I mean, you know, to me, the whole thing is so silly. But, I, you know, I mean, I was always came from the school where I, I didn't want anybody to know my business. You know, I mean, wrestling was a secretive business. And uh, so I like that. So I, 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 uh, I enjoy watching the show, but I am not involving myself in any insanity of social media and all these. It seems that people talk brave when they're on a keyboard and not in front of your face. You know what I mean? Yeah, completely. So, yeah, definitely. This is now, the society of keyboard warriors, I guess. We're not, not allowed is that to what they to call them? Yep, that's the phrase nowadays. It's the keyboard uh, word. And, and really, I don't care what anybody else has to say, so I don't want to hear it. So I don't. Uh, I play. I got a laptop, but I, all I do on it is YouTube and play poker. <laughs> <laughs> I got two icons. They're both poker. Oh wow! Well, <laughs> that, that, uh, yeah, I don't know anything about fiascos. I, I never hear the scoop, so everybody else knows it. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, it's better for you, Larry. Don't get in the stress because that's what we have to do: is just watch everyone just babble and fight over social media nowadays. <laughs> I guess um, I mean, yeah. there's got to be something better to do than get yeah. each other all day long on this. Walking around staring at this gigantic phone. <laughs> Cracks <me> yeah. <laughs> uh, to get on the actual positive topic, Larry, I wanted to ask you, do you still watch the current product and seeing the newer guys now? Who do you see as that breakout star? Uh, you know what? I think there's going to be uh, some cool stuff happening real soon especially when it comes to someone breaking out. But as I stick to my guns and policy of living a stress-free, non-talking life, you know what? It's best for the business that I don't say anything about that right now. <laughs> okay. Hmm. We'll take that one. We'll take We'll keep, we'll keep it in hush-hush right there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think about it, but I, I, uh, I think it's going to be an interesting next year. Mm. Huh. Well, hopefully, talking about a tease. <laughs> well, talking about a tease, but uh, with with that being said, Larry, you know, I I also have to ask you, you know, going a little bit backwards uh, to what we were originally talking about uh, when it comes to all this. Like, of course, we all know your time in the NWA all the way to WCW and, uh, you know, being a commentator, being being in a handful of also very controversial storylines with Eric Bischoff and the NWO. Uh, do you think something like the today's products, like the, the social media and, and, of course, everything like how you were just discussing, whether it be Twitter, Facebook, anything, do you think all of that would have survived in those – WCW back in the day? Survived? Well, I mean, probably, but I, I think back in the day, if it was there, it, it would be it, it would be different. I mean, to me, you know, you, you, mean, you got the social media out there. And for wrestling and for business, to me, it's simply an extension of the television show. What happens on TV and talk about the guys is what everybody's on the social media about. And then whatever other dirt they can find out. But it's all based, you know, on your TV show. It's an extension. So if anybody was to use anything about social media, you know, in a professional way, you'd want to do it in a way to, you know, get more publicity for what you're doing on TV and use social media to get people excited about watching you on TV show and the pay-per-views. But not sit there and tell them your life story and all your little tantrums and act like an idiot. I mean, you'd think they'd be smart enough right now that you wouldn't take a naked picture of yourself. And <laughs> the it's here. You use it the right way to get people excited about you and watch you on TV and pay-per-views. That's the business. 
just an extension of television. Well, look how far that uh, that got ho- the hoaxer, like as far as the naked picture, naked videos and all that stuff. Uh, from what I understand, he was uh, taken off the Hall of Fame, I think, if I'm correct. I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, you know. I don't hear anybody talk about him, and I never do, so. I live a stress-free life on a razor phone. Unlimited talk and text, <laughs> 25 bucks a month. <laughs> <laughs> I need to know your plan because uh, I, I'm still paying 130 I got a brand-new razor huh? phone, too, that I didn't even use yet. It's still un- unopened, brand-new in the box on eBay. So if this one breaks, I already got my backup razor phone. It oh, my God, Larry's planning for his new razor. Yeah. <laughs> a new razor, wow. <laughs> Wow. I'm still thinking. I think the razor was actually my first phone when I was younger. (laughs) It's funny because I'll I'll be sitting around people. I'll be at NXT or I'll be at the Performance Center and everybody else got their phones in their hands. And if I take out my phone for something, they all look at it and go, oh, look, can I see that? Let me take a picture of that. I had one when I was a kid. Oh, oh man, Razor Phone is hashtagging all over the world right now. Is the number one tweet right now? Razor Phone. You gotta be kidding. Uh, <laughs> that's gonna be the next. No, I'm, the worldwide tweet. Hashtag Razor Phone. I, <laughs> I'm just ribbing. Okay, hey, I'm, I'm just ribbing you, Larry. Silly, uh, yeah, tweets and trending. <laughs> it would get over. <laughs> that's, that's that's a funny problem. Would get over. Uh, Larry, my next question definitely has to be, everyone knows the story you were with Bruno, the, sto- the controversy I created afterward of you turning on Bruno. What would you send, getting to learn from him, what would you send to the newer students, like even myself? Of, I'm actually training myself, so it's like, what else would, what would you send to the newer class of students in the business at the moment? You mean, what would I pass on to newer students? Ah, uh, yes. Sorry about that. Getting a little tongue-tied over here. <laughs> okay, no, I'm just trying to figure out what you I mean, if I gave advice to, you know, newer students, <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. What kind of advice? Ah. God, it's kind of tough to, to to say it, uh, how can I put this? Um, that's a good one. What would I say to newer students? God, I uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's a good one. Because um, yeah, if it was up to me, I I change a lot of the whole wrestling around. Is it just me, or do you guys think every match is like the same with clotheslines and everybody running into the corner? Yeah, the the base the the match type is usually the same. It's a lockup, clothesline, clothesline, and even Rip Rogers mentioned the other that was his biggest controversy. It's hashtag dot 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 just dive. <laughs> it's so yeah, simple well, nowadays. Just, it just seems like every match, I mean, because, you know, you watch the matches or watch Raw, and it's hard to remember what happened two hours ago. But, but every match is starting to seem the same. It's, you know, clotheslines, and for some reason, everybody's running across the ring into the corner, usually into someone's foot. But, you know, I don't But I, you know. But my advice to you guys would be don't do clotheslines and run to the corner and be like everybody else, you know. It's a wrestling match, so make it a contest. That's what it's supposed to look like. Well, there you go. The word from Larry Larry Zabisco is be original and don't do clotheslines. (laughs) Well, yeah, and make it look like a contest. It's a professional wrestling match. It's it's not a pre-choreographed humbling show. Yep. My my teachers usually always say just don't do a super kick and don't do a cutter. Because those are the two most used moves nowadays. It's just 
Everyone could pull out a super kick and a cutter from somewhere. I guess, and everybody's flapping their legs every time they do something. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also, Larry, like a, a lot of people tend to ask this question around from a lot of WCW to a lot of WCW alumni, and I wanted to take this time to ask you, if you don't mind me asking this. But basically, we've heard different reasons, we've heard different backgrounds, we've heard different everything. What, in your opinion, uh, Larry, was the reason for the downfall of WCW? Well, from what I know, and I was still there for about a year and a half after, but basically what happened was Turner was a big fan, and a good guy, Ted, loved wrestling. And not, not just because he was a fan, but also because it was wrestling that made TBS possible. When he first started in his little trailer, the, the wrestling show was the only show getting him enough ratings to stay in business and make TBS happen. So it always got him ratings, and he was always loyal to it. And that's why it was always on TBS and got the big money for WCW. But then uh, what happened basically was heads sold out. They sold to AOL. And when they sold to AOL, Ted lost his 51-plus percent, you know, say in what he created, TBS. And AOL, or Time Warner, whichever one, uh, which were a bunch of computer nerd guys, uh, they didn't want wrestling, they didn't want baseball, they didn't want sports, they were a bunch of nerds. and They really screwed up TBS programming, but they canceled the wrestling show. But they had, you know, years worth of contracts with pay-per-views and this and that. So at the last year or so, they threw some writer in and some guys, and Eric was gone. And it just kind of, for a year, you know, their job was just not to spend money because they were going off the air. And so it basically it was a show that got canceled by the morons uh, at AOL Time Warner. And not only that, hmm. then the idiots basically give away – Years and years and years of classic tape footage, you know, I mean, countless hours of programming for pennies. That's how stupid they are. I mean, today, wow. the programming sucks. All they show half the time is reruns of Seinfeld. That's <laughs> for 20 years. <laughs> but anyway, that's well, why it basically got canceled. And, you know, so those last year and a half, there was nothing to fix. It was just going off the air. So we just went downhill. Mm. So it was literally just going out with a bang. It was like, we knew it was ending. Let's just keep it going for the fans. Mm. Yeah. 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 Like that, and that's what I was always been wondering, and I wanted to hear from, like, of course, a person that was affiliated with WCW, because, <laughs> like, to me, I feel like that's when wrestling was good on TV, when competition was there. Like, I'm talking about the Monday Night Wars. Oh yeah, so it was great it was uh, it was something that in you know in wrestling never happened before, and uh, people loved it. Uh, again, it made it look like a contest. It was believable. WWE guys were invading the WCW guys, and people went nuts. I mean, the ratings were ridiculous, uh, like eleven. Uh. Those were the days. Now, was that, was that, <laughs> with something like that, Larry, do you ever see, hopefully, in our era now, do you see that ever occurring again? Some ratings boost and just that ratings war happening? Do you see a company being able to actually fight the WWE? Because that's what no. we see in our... <laughs> well, I, that was a I don't, see, I don't see any company that could stand against the, the WWE. But it's got its own mm-hmm. network. But, you know, who else is out there? I mean, you get, I don't even know how some of these places still are in existence. I, I never hear really of Impact. I never hear of the Ring of Honor. I, you know, I don't even know if they're still around. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But they well, are. They, they stay around. But all, all these guys, they, you know, they'll wrestle for no money. That's why they're around. <laughs> so just a, one more last question for me, and then, George, you can end it off. What are your thoughts on the Indies, Larry? Because I know you're even doing, I believe, uh, November to remember that's the in House of Hardcore they're doing a show 
in November. I know you're coming down for that here in the PA New York area. What are your thoughts on the Indies and how that's helping out with the current product and for the future of wrestling? Well, I don't think it. I mean, I don't think it helps wrestling. As you know, WWE is going to be huge with or without the Indies. The Indies, and basically the people that go to the Indies, whether there's 50 of them or 200 of them, are wrestling fans to begin with. So they're basically WWE fans anyway. They just get a chance to get real close and personal and right in there and and all that stuff. So, you know, I mean, nothing wrong with the Indies. And once in a blue moon, some guy might get a break. You never know. But it's uh, kind of a brutal business because these guys are really getting hurt, you know, and and they don't get paid. um, It's an interesting, uh, interesting thing, all these Indies. Yep. Thank you. The Indies, that's what, uh, definitely here in New York, I know Indies is what's driving and that's what creates, like, Evolve, that's working with the WWE yeah, guys go to the Ring of Honor. And then it's definitely something that's, like, trying to thrive. And WWE, I know kind of that's what the Cruiserweight division is. There was a lot of the Indie darlings. And WWE does have their style. The Indies have theirs. WWE being more of a hopefully last longer, while the Indies guys are just doing whatever it takes to make a buck, sadly. Yeah, trying to get discovered. Who knows? You know. Mm. And, and well, basically, George, uh, you know, up to you, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ray. And basically, last question before we go ahead and 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 close the interview, uh, uh, you know, Larry. And, and again, thank you so very much for your time here on the show, but. Like, I have to ask this, legend to legend, you know, I'm talking about the living legend to another living legend in Ric Flair. As we all know, he was hospitalized not too long ago. I'm pretty sure you knew about it. A lot of people knew about it in the wrestling world. A lot of people were even scared about it because they were wondering, uh, what's the future hold for the Nature Boy? So what, what was your take on the Nature Boy during that time? Well, I, I hated to hear what happened to him. You know, you hate to hear that about anybody. But uh, exactly, you know, what, 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 what I heard in, in the first report was, I think Rick only had like a twenty percent chance of of making it. So yep. uh, he did a hell of a job pulling through. And you know, so but I don't know the rest of the story. I don't know. I heard you know he can't walk right now, but I, that could be wrong. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how his rehab's doing, but he came close to uh, he came close to joining Mr. Piper and Dusty and a bunch of others. Yeah, and, and mind you, like uh, a lot of people, a lot of fans, and and Rick in the business were scared during that time because of what had happened. Like you were saying, that he only had like a a twenty percent chance of survival uh, at the very beginning, but. But yeah, he pulled through, and he's wooing once again. And and Larry, it was a huge honor for me to be even sitting here and having this opportunity to speak with you. And for that, I thank you very much. All right. Well, I appreciate it. You guys sound very nice. I, I appreciate it. I hope everything goes good, and you have a good show and all that. And uh, keep your eyes open. Pretty soon, uh, the, you know, the new era is going to be taken off here. I've got a, something, but I just can't talk about it now. But just keep watching. All right. Well, we'll uh, take that with a huge uh, – I'll, I'll be my, – my eyes will be glued because of you. <laughs> so, oh, yep. We're definitely uh, going to be looking forward to whatever happens because Larry just told us, stay tuned. And I hope everyone here is – Listening in and just taking everything with an eye open. <laughs> yeah, it's not far away. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot thank wait. Thank you again, Larry. Larry it's thank an you, honor. sir. All right, guys. Uh, thank you. You too, guys.
All right, that was the living legend, Larry Zabisco. Of course, he, he spoke his opinions on the business. Uh, like, going as far, like, that's what I've always respected about Larry, that he's very unfiltered, whether you like his opinion or not. He basically went on the record by saying WWE will be great no matter what, even if the Indies didn't exist. I know some people might agree with that. Some people might not. But, um, Ray, I have to say something. Like, uh, I, I'm a big supporter of the Indies, okay? I support indie wrestling, period. I don't care if you're good or you're bad. I support indie wrestling, period. That's why we made Russell City Radio, because this is the city of of the workers. This is basically where we respect them, whether old or new. But yep. I have to, I have to kind of like not, I'm not saying I agree with what Larry said, nor am I saying I disagree. I'm just putting another block on that temple because remember back in the day in the WWF in the 1990s, they were hiring people from hockey, from boxing, from, uh, from basketball, from all this stuff. Yeah. And Indies were barely known. Yeah, but that's the thing. The territorial system, that's the thing that it still boggles me that Larry said that. I know he's a legend. I respect everything he said. But that kind of, when he said that, I took like a, a moment of, wow. Because it's like, he kind of, he's dissing where I'm currently working and so are you, George. And it's like, I know legends are usually supportive of it because they see those are our future stores. The territorial system back in the day was the Indies. There was that one house that we all knew about, but everyone else knew that there were other places around, and that's where most talent would come. They're going to come from here. They're going to come from there. They're going to come from here. That's what wrestling was about, and it's like you're saying the Indies aren't worth it? Uh, so where did WWE well, get it, half it, their town from? Well, the well it's not that the Indies... NXT is where where is indie derived Roderick Strong, Cassius Ono, Eric Young. It's like that kind of I get where he's coming from because he still has that he still has a razor phone, George. <laughs> I don't want to diss Larry Zabisco, <laughs> but it's like that just kind of blew me. Like what the hell? Well, oh, no, like the, he, he, here's the thing. He never said that indies were not worth it. He just said that whether the Indies uh, were there or not, that WWE will still succeed. Yeah, so he's kind of uh, that the Indies aren't aren't something that that thrives. He he even did that. Oh, uh, the Ring of Honor or Impact. Impact, I guess everyone's gonna throw shade to Impact because that's just Impact. But there is other companies out there that when he said there's nothing that could compete against the E. It's kind of weird that he would say that because I guess if he's saying he's going to the Performance Center, maybe WWE is watching whatever he says. They're probably watching this right now. Hi, Vince. Um, <laughs> but, like, it still boggles my mind that he could say that because no matter what, even the WWE admits it, there's always going to be competition, and competition is what thrives the wrestling business. That's why we wanted to know from a guy that was there at WCW he knows that that's what made them last and what the Monday Night Wars are all about was the idea of that. It was the idea of competition and everything in that nature. Well, the the thing is is that, you know, like I said, I'm not agreeing with him, nor am I disagreeing with him. All I'm doing is putting another block on the pyramid, you know, on what he was trying to say just for I could get the, the point across of what he was trying to mention. You know, it, not to make him say like he was bashing the Indies, but make it seem like, hey, the WWE succeeded before without the Indies. And basically, it, because, like, okay, again, I'm not agreeing with him, okay? I, 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 I can't stress that enough. I am not agreeing with Larry, nor am I disagreeing. I'm giving a neutral opinion, okay? All I'm mm-hmm. saying is this. A lot of, a lot of people... A lot of people are saying WWE would not be where it is today without the Indies. I agree with that. Don't get me wrong, Ray. I agree with, yes, the WWE does need the Indies. But at the same time, at the same time, you cannot say, hey, WWE will die without them. Because back in the 1990s, 
we they used to hire hockey players. They used to hire all these pe- actors. They used to hire football players, you know, for their roster. And they had people sign. Like, again, I'm not agreeing or disagreeing. I'm just saying don't support the indies like you and I are doing, Ray, because we're part of it. Support it. Go to the shows. Pay a ticket. You know, watch a future star make it to the WWE like Leo Rush just did last week on NXT. But don't think for a second that WWE would die because the indies are not there. You know, because course, and, and I'm not, I'm not saying, saying the, that the indies, the indies are. Sorry to cut you off, George. I'm not saying that the indies are the only thing in wrestling. I'm just saying to kind of devalue it is still not the greatest thing either. I know there's always going to be that one. The biggest company is always going to be the E. I'm not going to doubt that because that's what we watch and that's what we even started. Our show is talking about a WWE guy, Roman Reigns. But that's the thing. It's still, Roman Reigns started somewhere. They started somewhere, and the indies is what always drives this company. Right now, our main, like, main guys are Kevin Steen, AJ Styles, guys like that mm-hmm. have been on the indies. And that's what I'm try- I wanted to see from him. Who does he see as the breakout star? And he doesn't give me, who does he, I guess he doesn't watch the indies. I want to see what does he say when he sees the House of Hardcore show in November. Mm-hmm. I'm hopefully there. Because Tommy Dreamer invited me down when I was at Comic-Con. I'm hoping he gets to see stars like that. And he sees, oh, maybe I was wrong. They're, they are they are doing something here in the Indies. Well, well mind you, yes. Uh, well, he did mention at the beginning of the interview that he doesn't go out of the house. <laughs> that he basically yeah, just yeah, stays at home. <laughs> You know, he's he's a stay-at-home guy, and like I was, like you were mentioning, he's at House of Glory, and then um, House of Hardcore, I'm sorry, and he's also at the, uh, and and he's also at Brain Buster here in South Florida in January, you know, and I I don't want to belittle the guy, but, you know, I don't see him in many booking cards, you know, coming up, so you can already... Larry's that big legend is like the the second to Bruno. That's not even brought up. Bruno was his trainer. I wanted to see what what would he say to our newer students. How do you tell me not a clothesline? I guess he agrees with Rip Rogers that wrestling has become complacent, but still, it just it belittled me for a moment. I loved it. I loved yeah, this opportunity. I- Again, George, thank you so much for choosing me to be here with you today because you could have invited anybody or anyone to do this with you. And I'm honored that you allowed me to help you out today. And this is why this is Wrestle City Radio. Again, this is a shoot right now. I'm not, I'm not the law right now. I'm just, I'm just here as the, I'm just here right now as Raymond Sanchez for a moment. I'm breaking character folks. And it was just an honor to be able to do it today. <laughs> And kayfabe yep. just died right there. So, ah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, uh, <laughs> well, you know, off the subject, you know, again, we are very honored and very pleased and very happy that we even had the honor of having the living legend on our show. It's not every day that we have such a name like that on this show, as we are usually talking to the up and comers of tomorrow. Uh, in this business on this show, whether it be ROH stars, you know, indie stars or Japanese stars and, and et cetera, et cetera. But guys, we are very honored to have the living legend, like I said, here on the show. Now, I, I have to say, uh, you know, on our final topic, you know, which is, of course, the new rumor that's going around, uh, Ray, and that is, of course, apparently the WWE is considering a heel turn a heel turn for a feud going into WrestleMania 34. And you would not believe who that would be for. None other than the lunatic fringe. (laughs) Nope. For for the lunatic fringe, Dean Ambrose. Why? We don't need Dean. Like, to me, I feel like the shield is a curse. (laughs) Every single time that group gets back together, someone turns on one another. First, 
and now Dean and what? Another reunion is going to happen in 10 years, and now we're going to see Roman turn on them? Like, to me, I feel like that group is bad news. <laughs> so, but here's the thing. I've always been a supporter more of a heel Dean Ambrose than a face Dean Ambrose. I the like guy has o- Go ahead. Uh, no, I'm just saying that it doesn't. It's like I love Dean Ambrose as a character. He as a heel could be amazing as well. It's just out of this Shield reunion, I don't see a reason for Dean to be the heel out of it. Like Seth was perfect as the heel because he needed something to like break him off as a single star. And the point of this that fans wanted to see was a Roman heel turn, not him. Well, Dean. Dean well, Dean is. Dean doesn't need to be either. He's a tweener. Yeah, but Dean has always been a lunatic, so it could be a situation where he snaps. Maybe at the same time, remember it was Dean also that was kind of like uh, resisting the the comeback between him and Seth. Uh, and what's the one thing that we've always seen in tag team wrestling, right? Where a tag team champion loses a title and then one of them blames each other for the title loss and they attack one another. Uh, you know, alas, the Rockers, you know, from back in the 1990s, early 1990s, mind you. So it, it's like... Oh, gotta love the barbershop. <laughs> yeah, you can never forget that glass breaking. So, you know, it's it, it's the same thing. What it, that's what I'm saying is the same thing. Uh, what we I'm I'm expecting to see between Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins, where they lose the tag team titles. I'm not going to say to who, but they lose their tag team titles. Then Dean turns on Seth, and then we got our match at WrestleMania 34, which I am not going to be upset about because those two have always pulled off great matches together. I'm talking about Seth and Dean, so it'll be great yeah, to see that kind of match. Mad. I'm not going to. I'm not going to say the match will be horrible. I'm just saying that it doesn't seem like fans would still cheer for Ambrose, I feel. Because even with this reunion, when Steph was, like, the one trying to get Dean to help him, it was kind of like, but you know what? We're not that big a fan of you right now, Steph. You still screwed him. (laughs) So if Dean turns on Steph, it's kind of like, he just got his comeuppance. That was it. Stuff was that is coming. It's like what, what? It's like there's nothing, nothing to like agree on on that. But hey, I guess we'll have to see what happens. Exactly, and, no and to me, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, mind you, uh, I, I have to say, like Dean and and Seth has always pulled off great matches. Uh, you know, I'm not complaining. No, you're not complaining. Now, imagine those great matches on the biggest stage of them all of the year on WrestleMania and, of course, uh, the Superdome next uh, next year in New Orleans. Uh, that's, all, that's all I'm going to say about that one. It's like I'm really looking forward to seeing that. I, I'm personally planning on buying my ticket for that uh, to go to that WrestleMania uh, next year as is, it will be my return to Bourbon Street. And I love Ooh, I Bourbon Street. Planning, I'm planning to go that one a few of me and my buddies from here are thinking about going so hey George you may have to have a drink down old in Louisiana so we'll see what happens we may you're, do you're, City Radio you're going this time right <laughs> <laughs> because I went to New Jersey uh, and you disappeared <laughs> so uh, that wasn't if, my fault if you, can, you know what happened you knew what well happened. if you can't hang with your own boss what makes you think you can handle with me at Bourbon Street what do you mean? Oh, I have to tell you a story off here, off the air. I have to tell you a story about a former guest of ours. I outdrank him at the last party, so I'll talk to you off the air about that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Why do I have a feeling I know who you're talking about? Anyway, yeah, we guys, had him on, uh, and then I talked about the party, so you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> yep. Apparently, uh, you know, I like I still like being the blue guy. By the way, just saying <laughs> to reference to he, who you're talking he, about. I still he, like. Yeah. He's a machine, <laughs> all right. But 
Oh yeah, oh yeah. He's a machine, but nothing beats blue. Anyway, uh, I, I, oh god, I hope he's not. I hope he will never listen to this because then I'm going to get my right now because I shared it. I shared it on my Facebook, so he's probably listening in. Oh, hi, hi. <sighs> <laughs> and, and and this is the part where you're going to get your butt whooped at the next BCW show. Anyway, uh, guys. Uh, Technically. Well, guys, we are just about done here on Russell City Radio. It was a fun episode, very quick special edition episode of Russell City Radio. We thank everyone who took their time to listen in today with the living legend, Larry Zabisco. Of course, this is George, of course, uh, and of course, the law, Ray Ramundo. We all want to tell you, take take care. Kayfabe's back. (sighs) You give me my proper, proper outro, George. Say it. You didn't, I didn't let you give me an intro. Now give me an outro. Why do they listen into the law? Tell them now, George. It's in my contract. You have tell to you say it at least once per episode. Okay, tell you what. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Here it goes. <gasps> I got you so dirty. <laughs> you, cu- you cut me off. You cut me yeah, off. I got you so dirty. You have no, okay, You so wanted me to say. You you wanted me to say all. I can tell the story now. I can tell you the story, Jersey. <laughs> yeah, I outdrank Mike Orlando. The Green Machine fell to the law. Wait. Um. Wait. Um. George, you um, didn't leave the red button on. <laughs> Damn it, George. <laughs> See you guys next week.